Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to another episode of Talking With Our Mouths Full. I'm Nightingale Nguyen. And I'm Michael Chan. And today we are at one of my old haunts from back in my university days. Say what? Yeah, Tokyo Grill at 528 Young Street. Located just north of Wellesley, conveniently located steps from Wellesley Subway Station and relatively close to major Toronto landmarks like Dundas Square and the Toronto Eaton Centre. It was opened in the early 1980s by a Mrs. Torizuka who used to run Sakura Cafe at the Village by the Grange Mall. Uh, it has changed ownership a few times but still maintains a mostly Japanese staff nowadays. Uh, it's popular with the downtown university student crowd since there are a lot of schools nearby like U of T, Ryerson, George Brown College, and OCAD U. Now, there is a ton of food. Mm -hmm. They mostly specialize in homestyle Japanese comfort foods, so such as the selection of noodle dishes like udon and ramen with the seasonal Hayashi Chuka in the summer. They also have sukiyaki, and, what, and if you don't know what sukiyaki is, it is thinly sliced beef with tofu, egg, vegetables, and konyaku noodles cooked and served in a pot, served with rice and miso soup. Mm, yeah, right? Sounds so good. So now they also have rice dishes like the katsu don, unagi don. They also have curry rice dishes. Also a good selection of seafood for seafood lovers out there. Good selection of appetizers like natto if you really want to get that really big like Japanese experience. Drinks and desserts like ice cream and such. And they also have vegetarian options for my vegetarian friends. So with so many options, what did you get today, Knight? Okay, today I got the katsu curry rice. So basically it is a um, pork cutlet with curry rice. And there's also some um, ginger on the side. Ooh, it looks so good. And, you want uh, some? Ooh, maybe I'll have some after. Yeah. But what I got is the gyudon, which is thinly sliced beef uh, with vegetables and rice. It comes with a miso soup. Oh yeah, mine ordered, comes with miso soup yeah, too. Yours does too. And I also ordered a green tea. Now we also have a third person here who ordered something. And she is our very special guest. Triple Threat Performer. Triple Threat? Yep, and my co-star in the You Gift, I Gift, Pan Doodles short, Camille Blotz. Hey, Camille. Hey, hey girl. Good. What, so what did you get? Yeah, what'd you get? So I got salmon teriyaki with vegetables, rice, and a side of miso soup, and it looks delicious. It looks, you want to dig in? Yeah, let's dig in. Oh, yeah. Mm. Michael just ate half the bowl already. Yep, I ate half the beef. It is it's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm. How about you, Camille? The rice mm. is spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> That's rice. You can't really go wrong with rice. Like the uh, the beef is thin, mm -hmm. but it's still very tender. Mm -hmm. Feel free to grab some of my food, everybody. And uh, yeah, the rice is phenomenal. Like it's not too watery and not too chewy either. It's just it's just right in the middle. Mm -hmm. It's just the way I like it. So Camille, we worked together on You Gift, I Gift, the uh, Christmas special for Pendoodles. Yes, we did. And we played a couple. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, we did. I was about to say, I, uh, someone clearly didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I had a really good time and you are a phenomenal performer. You had to do that creepy face. I mean, so did I, but as I told you before, I felt like your creepy face totally was creepier than my creepy face. <laughs> oh, thank you. Creepy face competition, everybody. <laughs> well, it was. We were side by side. You know, anyone who uh, wants to see our creepy faces can go on to Pandoodles on YouTube and watch it. 
So, so how was your experience? How did you feel when you were doing it? I honestly had such a great experience, mostly because of the people. Uh, also, the script was really fun, and it gave us a lot of opportunity to play, especially because it dealt with kind of multiple dimensions. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there were moments where we were just a happy, normal couple celebrating Christmas, and then we cut to shots of our totally creepy faces, which was hilarious and so fun to play with. Uh, but definitely the people was what made it a really fun experience and meeting you and working with everyone on set was awesome. So happy Meet to have worked with them. Meeting you was definitely one of my highlights too. <laughs> meeting you is the highlight of this episode for me. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask, how, how, did you, uh, how did you get the part in that pen doodle? So I actually worked on a commercial set with Willix, who was another actor in the in the short. Uh, we met each other in September and exchanged Instagrams and found out that we actually both went to the same school, oh, wow. just uh, at different times. Mm -hmm. So after meeting Willix, we maintained contact and then he reached out to me and said, hey, run a YouTube channel, we're filming something, do you want to be involved? And I said, yes, please. And that's how it all started. Oh, wow. So you mentioned school. What school did you guys go to? So we both went to St. Clair College in Windsor, Ontario. They have a music theater performance program there, which is singing, acting, and dancing. Oh, did you do that after high school? or? Yeah, so I'm actually originally from Alberta. Mm -hmm. As soon as I graduated high school, I moved out to Ontario to pursue theater, and the program that I wanted was in Windsor. So I did the three-year program there. And after graduating, I moved here to Toronto. Actually, let's, let's go even further back then. You're <laughs> from Alberta. Yes. That's where you're born? Yes. So I was born in a really small town in southern Alberta called Clairsome. Um, nothing like Toronto. I remember being excited when the first Tim Hortons opened up. <laughs> first Tim Hortons? Yes, one and Seriously? only. Seriously? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's a very tiny little town, um, very rural. I grew up basically on a farm, so pretty much a very far cry from Toronto. Um, but I was pretty determined to move out here, and I made that decision when I was in high school. So Windsor was a stepping stone for me until I wound up here in Toronto. So did you know back in high school that you wanted to be a performer? It goes even further back. I knew that back. I wanted to be a performer since I could move. <laughs> I, uh, growing up, I, I was, it all started with just playing dress up. I was obsessed with costumes and every year for my birthday or for Christmas, I would want dresses to play dress up in and I would be doing shows and skits and when I was about eight years old, I begged my mom to put me in singing lessons. There was one singing teacher in my small town, and my singing teacher actually had a background in theater, and she noticed that I really liked, that I was very theatrical, and she suggested that I try singing some theater songs. And it just snowballed from there, so I would perform at our recitals. I ended up performing in, um, festivals and music festivals 
doing talent shows, wow. doing just Look. any kind of performance that I could get my hands on growing up. Um, a lot of community theater and regional theater. So since I was tiny, that's what I always was doing. It's, uh, was your town one of those ones where everyone knew each other? Oh, 100%. <laughs> and I was very known you were for known, being right? the singer. <laughs> if anyone needed someone to sing Oh Canada at a sporting event or if someone needed someone to perform um, for a Christmas concert or a bridal shower, I was one of the go-tos. But it's just a <laughs> tiny town, so I never really... Uh, I didn't take it as a, the biggest compliment in the world. It was <laughs> still. I mean, it sounds like you had a, <laughs> a, a very supportive community, at least. Mm -hmm. That I will say a thousand and ten percent is one of the, I think, the biggest contributing factors to where I am today is that no matter what happened, I had so much support from from my parents, from teachers, from peers, from people I ended up doing musicals with. I was always um, being told and affirmed basically that I was doing the right thing, that I was on the right path, that I was going to be a star. <laughs> so I worked at a grocery store and little old ladies would always come in and tell me, oh, we saw you at the recital. You're going to be such a star. <laughs> so I was very lucky to have a very supportive environment. So that is one thing that was nice about being from a really small town. Mm -hmm. So when you uh, went to Windsor, was that a big change for you? Like, did, did you feel overwhelming or was it not even how, a how little bit. Not even a little bit overwhelming. Really? I was so ready to go. I packed my suitcases. <laughs> I came to Windsor and I was so excited to finally have the opportunity to learn as much as I wanted to learn. Like I said, being from a small town, there wasn't a lot. I, I felt really limited um, in the sense that I didn't have access to a performing arts high school or anything that I really dreamed of. I did have a lot of um, like I said, support outside of the community as well. I would do musicals, but they would be in different cities and towns because my town was so small, there wasn't a lot there. Mm -hmm. So I was really excited to come here and actually have the opportunity to finally learn all the things that I wanted to learn and to be in a city, not a tiny town, even though Windsor wasn't ultimately what I wanted. What I wanted was Toronto. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to take that first step. I was completely fearless. I think I did cry getting onto the plane because <laughs> I was going to miss my mom and my family. But eh, other than that, I was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so for those unfamiliar with the school, can you talk a little bit about it? What program were you in? Yeah, so I went to St. Clair College. It's a three-year program. It's the uh, music theater performance program mm -hmm. and it covers a lot it's actually a very intensive program there's uh, singing acting and dancing but there's also in there there's improvisation there's clowning there's learning harmony sight singing choral music and then for the dance there's jazz tap modern and ballet and even hip-hop whoa there it's super intense and it's definitely I think they almost design it to be that intense so 
<laughs> if you if you don't love it, you're not gonna stick with it. Right. So it's almost a method to make sure everyone that is there is really committed to it and wants to go for it and succeed at it. So yeah, it was definitely an intense program, but I learned a lot. I felt like I was really behind when I started um, because like I said, I came from a small town and I was kind of the best in my town. There wasn't a lot of competition. <laughs> and then I came here and I was with all of these people who had grown up in performing arts high schools and done so many more things than me and had a lot more experience than me. So it was definitely a challenge to get caught up in a lot of areas, but I also loved that challenge and that was really exciting for me. After you were done with school, you moved to Toronto? Yeah, the day I graduated, my friend, I convinced her to move to Toronto with me, so we got in her car, I packed my suitcases again, and we moved into an apartment unseen. We saw it on Kijiji, wow. <laughs> and we just showed up, and it ended up working out great, actually, and I'm still in the same apartment building. Um, we weren't really sure where we were going to want to live, because neither of us really knew Toronto that well, so we yeah. got a sublet, but ended up loving the sublet and signed a lease and I haven't left and I'm really happy with how everything worked out. So Toronto and Windsor and Toronto and your town that you come from in Alberta are, are very different. So how has it been for you in Toronto? I love Toronto so much. I feel like I have so much freedom here. I, I don't drive. So I always struggled with getting myself places that I wanted to get to independently. Mm. And everyone here complains about the TTC, but I love it. I love it too. <laughs> I love the TTC. I will never complain about the TTC because I come from a place where if you wanted to get there, someone had to drive you or you were walking. So I love that independence and I, I'm such a people person. Yes, and you are. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I can talk to anybody. I'm so not scared of strangers. I just... There's so many people here that you can talk to and interact with and it's such a diverse city and there's so much you can learn and there's always an event going on, there's always a class you can take, there's new restaurants to try every day of the year. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love about Toronto is the diversity and all the people and uh, the freedom that I feel here. And definitely all the opportunities. And tons, tons of opportunities for acting and theatre and performance and everything based in this industry. I guess. Next question, uh, what have you done? <laughs> so since graduating, I graduated in 2018. Uh, I did a few professional theater productions. One of them was a premiere of a new Canadian musical called Let the Music Come Alive. That was Ooh. super fun. Um, and after I was here for one year doing a lot of theater and stage, and then I suddenly decided I really wanted to try film and television. It was something that I'd never done. I wasn't trained in anything on camera, but for whatever reason, I was really drawn to it. I always loved watching movies, and there's something, I love stage as well. I love theater, I do really love both, but I wanted to challenge myself to try um, on camera stuff, so 
after it was the one year mark that I had lived in Toronto and then I decided, okay, a year has gone by, what can I do next? How do I push myself next? What am I learning next? So I enrolled in my first on-camera acting class, which I'm saying it now like it's no big deal, but I was terrified. I was, I knew I, in theory, knew how to act, but it was a different medium and I was definitely scared to do it. But if anything, the fear is what you should lean into because that means that it's probably growth on the other side of that. So. I started doing some film and television, and then, like I said, I, I booked a commercial, and that's how I met our friend Willix, and things have kind of snowballed from there, and I just booked a lead in a, a short film. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Are, are you able to talk about it, or, or uh, I don't not? have too many details that I can release yet, okay, but okay. stay tuned. I'll post lots on my Instagram. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's kind of been my journey, and delving into this uh, on-camera work now, which has been really exciting and fun for me and a great new challenge. Have you found it hard to, because uh, when you go from stage to film, you have to really filter down. Oh yeah. You, you know, there's a lot of oh, subtleties yeah. as opposed to the grandeur of stage. How, how are you handling it? I <laughs> was self-conscious about my um, on-camera presence to start, mm -hmm. especially because some of the uh, places I went to and <laughs> watching myself back, I was like, I was told that I have crazy eyes and that, you know, it's too much, like it's too big. And so I definitely um, had to dial it back um, coming from not just a theater background, but like musical comedy is what I really live for, which is just another element in itself. So for sure I've noticed that I need to, it's just, it's a, it's a different medium. It's still acting, but you do have to learn how to work with the camera and I'm still learning so much about that. There's so many subtleties and details that <laughs> I'm still figuring it out, figuring it out as I go. <laughs> well, I mean, what I saw you do on the Pandoodles short, I mean, you're fantastic. Thank you. And, you know, as you learn, as you develop, I'm sure you're only going to get better from here. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, what, what are your goals as, a, as an actor? What, what do yeah. you, where do you want to go with this? Great question. So, uh, it's funny um, that you ask me that. Ever since I was little, I was always saying, I want to be famous, I want to be a star. <laughs> and there, there still is that in me to a, to a large degree. But I think I figured out more so why, what that really means to me to be quote unquote famous. Um, my, I'm moving my mission now towards, I'm more finding my niche and what I really love, which is, is telling stories, but it's also, uplifting people, inspiring people, um, connecting with people. I'm such a people person. So I think my grander idea of what fame means to me is being able to impact a huge audience, being able to share a story to um, elicit feeling in people, to make people laugh, to inspire people. So that that's what I mean now when I say I want to be famous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, looking at your Instagram, you're certainly on your way. You have what, over 2,000 followers. You have 
these amazing stories that you post and thank very, you. very positive attitude yeah, on so thank it's, you. it's amazing to see. I really appreciate that. Yeah, the Instagram has been a great outlet for me and that is another thing that I will say was not easy. I fell into the trap forever since I had Instagram to, you know, it has to be perfect before I post it. It has to look a certain way. It has to hit XYZ because so much of Instagram now is very curated. It's people's quote unquote perfect lives. And I was as confident as I was going through theater school. I, I did go through a lot where I really started to, to doubt myself. I started to doubt my self-worth, to doubt my abilities because it's, it became a comparison game. It was, it was, like I said, it was an intense program and it was really competitive. And because I wasn't the strongest singer in my program, to me, all of a sudden that meant I can't sing. And to post a singing video, now every day I'm challenging myself. I'm saying, post something, share something, be yourself. Um, but I was scared to. And I overcame that because I realized, you know, you either put it out there and people see it or they, or you don't and nobody knows. And you can't, I realized that I had this conflicting vision of me being famous and then being scared to show myself. So the Instagram, I kind of just dove into it. I never would post anything now. I love it. I love creating content. I love sharing stories. I love engaging with my audience. I love making funny videos. And it's really just been an awesome creative outlet for me, which is great as an actor. You don't necessarily always have steady work. So for me, it's just been fun to, regardless of if someone wants to give me a job or not, I can make my own content and have fun with that the way I want to. Well, we're glad you're doing that because it puts smiles on our faces mm -hmm. every you. time we want. Uh, look at your stuff. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so speaking of your Instagram, what is your Instagram yeah, for people can, who want to follow you? You can follow me at Miss Millie B. That's M-I-S-S-M-I-L-L-I-E-B-E-E. -E -E, Miss Millie B on Instagram. And that's where I predominantly live. I, yeah, I had Twitter for a bit, but Instagram's more engaging because you get that, the, all the visuals in there too. So that's where well, you can find me. Camille, thanks for sharing with us your story. Yeah, thank, thank you. So you. Much. And do you have a message to your fellow Albertans here in Toronto or at home that you just want to tell them? I want to tell everybody that if if you dream it, it can be. And in the same vein, if you can't dream it, if you can't picture it happening to you, if you don't want to go there, if you don't want to use your imagination and dream wild dreams for yourself then they won't happen and I guess you just need to decide if what what you want out of life and if you're if you're willing to dream and to go for it so that applies to anyone anywhere just go for it alrighty well we've got these really cool affirmators so they've been so pretty awesome there are cards uh, if you haven't listened to us before, their cards have positive messages on them. Uh, they're randomly chosen by our guest, and our guests always read it. So, Camille, pick a card, any card. I'm so excited for this. Okay. <gasps> oh, perfect. This Aren't has they been, always perfect? They're always perfect. <laughs> this has <laughs> been my word of the 
day, year manifestation. Nice. Oh, I can't believe it. I have been saying over and over, I am manifesting this, I am manifesting that, manifesting my dreams. I am like internally freaking out right now. It's fine. I'll read it out loud. Okay. This is pretty much exactly what I said about dreaming big. If you could have anything you wanted, what would it be? Get specific. You are holding a magic wand and you can conjure up anything. Could it be that when you declare your wishes out loud, you're actually casting a spell for your dreams to come true? Or is it just that, in a very practical sense, the more people you speak with about your desires, the more folks there are who know what you might want, have the means to help you to make them happen. Either way, stop waiting and start manifesting and dreaming. Wow, that, that is perfect. I'm gonna and cry. <laughs> perfect read, too. Wow, thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you again for sitting down with us. It was yeah. an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I really um, just want to take a moment and thank you for being so kind to me on set that day. You were so professional and just you have such a lovely, warm presence to you. You opened up with me about many things that you're passionate about, about your family, and that was really beautiful and special. And thank you to you. You are so lovely. Oh, thank and you. <laughs> what now? You are. You are lovely. You have a very sweet energy to you as well. And thank you so much for having me today, both of you. I really appreciate it. Thank you again. Oh. On that note, Knight, how do people find you online? Y'all can find me on Instagram at Knight.Nguyen. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter as at Michael C.W. Chan. I also have a website, www.michaelchan.ca. Thanks again for listening, and as always, stay, stay hungry. hungry. This has been Talking With Our Mouseful with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen. The music by bensound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you join us on Instagram and Twitter at, at TWMF Podcast. We have a lot of bonus content like food pics, behind-the-scenes shenanigans, and more info about all the places Michael and Nightingale visit. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. A new episode comes out every two weeks. Thanks again for listening, and stay hungry.